0: welcome to untold physio stories a podcast that informs and educates by connecting you to rehab industry leaders who share their candid successes and failures in business and practice this episode of untold physio stories is sponsored by edge mobility system edge mobility system is your online site for everything a PT, OT, DC, MT, ATC, or fitness pro would need. Get certified in blood flow restriction therapy or training online. Check out our full modern manual therapy seminars, ISTM toolkit, edge suspension trainer, portable tables, and more. Untold Physio Stories listeners can Save 10% by going to edgemobsys.com that's E-D-G-E-M-O-B-C-S-S-Y-S dot com slash untold to save 10% off their first purchase. Edge Health and Tech Solutions. We do websites that work for you and give you an edge over the competition. Did you know that you have less than 10 seconds to capture someone's interest in your website before they click away? How about the fact that most people are accessing your website from their phone? Save thousands and get a fully mobile, appealing, and SEO-optimized website linked to your social media, email list, and Google My Business, all for one low price and no monthly fees. Why not keep doing what you do best in your business and allow us to handle the tech side? Let's get started. Find us at edgehealthandtech.com. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. Eat with Modern Manual Therapy, Edge Mobility System, and our four-month online mentoring program, Modern Rehab Mastery. My co-host and faculty member of Modern Rehab Mastery, Dr. Andrew Rothschild, is not with me today, and I have a super special guest, <laughs> Dr. Michael Lopelenz, who is on his third intro, third take. So let's hope he gets it right this time. How's it going today, Mike?
1: It's going okay. I'm, I'm still. I'm gonna bounce back. So, I all right. Am, yeah,
0: yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. Someday you'll be part of like best of outtakes.
1: <laughs> we got the blooper <laughs> scenes coming up.
0: Right. Yeah. So, want to give a quick background, and then uh, maybe someday I'll hear this case that you're <laughs> so eager to tell me. Yeah, of
1: course. So, I am Dr. Mike Lobelens. I am a new grad from UMass Lowell, and I've recently opened up my own cash-based practice, Rise Above Physical Therapy. Um, I had the confidence to open up my own practice because I actually took one of Dr. E's courses before. I've been a long-time listener, and it really just gave me that confidence to do so. So I'm super excited to be here and share my story.
0: All right. Thanks. Let's get to it. That was perfect. Perfect intro. There, we finally like you... got it. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Part. By we, you mean you. <laughs> <laughs> Take number six. Right. Okay. So tell me about this case.
1: Yeah, of course. So I've shared this story before, but I just wanted to take this opportunity to go a little bit more in depth with it um, and share a little bit more about her case and her experience. So I had a patient that got referred to me by a friend, and she's been dealing with this lateral foot and toe pain since January of this year. So she, she was referred to me a few weeks ago. So it's been quite a few months. She's young and active, and there wasn't a traumatic incident. Uh, it's been really giving her a lot of trouble, or it had been. She had to stop working out, which was mainly like running and parkour classes, but she also enjoyed like hiking. And by the time she came to see me, even walking and standing had become like very painful. She told me that the pain had felt like it was um, like as if she had dropped something on her foot the day before. And if she had pressed on the certain point, she would get this intense shooting pain going up into her foot, like a little bit higher up. So she had been referred to physical therapy before and they gave her some strengthening exercises for the foot and ankle. And that actually made it worse in my opinion because they were chasing the symptoms and only addressing the foot and ankle so she ended up getting referred to a podiatrist who took some imaging the x-rays and mris came back clear and i told her this was basically a godsend because if they had seen some sort of like arthritis or something on the imaging they probably would have blamed her pain on that um which thanks to you i know are just wrinkles on the inside She told me her podiatrists told her, quote, unquote, that they were perplexed by her case and that they couldn't find anything wrong or they couldn't find anything in general that would be causing her pain. So she I think she ended up switching doctors throughout this whole time period. So she goes to her new doctor and she's been trying to do her own research. And she asked if it could be some kind of like tendinitis. He told her that that was impossible because there are no tendons in your feet. And I'm just going to let that kind of sink in for a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think... I had a... I'm smiling at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a real big problem if you have no tendon in your feet. I mean, and if that's... she has no tendon, that's a, that's a huge problem. I don't and know how she does all that hiking and parkour.
1: <laughs> it's, it's a miracle. It really is a miracle. Yeah. So, it a
0: podiatrist that said that?
1: I think this was her PCP. She had gone to multiple um, doctors and podiatrists. So it was kind of in the mix. I didn't get the specifics on which one it was. I believe it was the PCP, though but I, I just thought I might
0: t- I, I'm going to title this episode that I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go for
1: it. Cause right, I just yeah, thought, right? I just thought this was like a perfect example of why we need to be able to like comfortably refer within the medical system to each other because I'm young and I know that I don't know everything. Obviously I don't know how to get an intro down. Um, but I know that it's okay not to know everything. And when we start working outside of our scope, I feel like that's where a lot of problems can happen And we end up saying things like, there aren't any tendons in your feet.
0: Um, Is it outside of the scope of a PCP to know that there are tendons in the feet?
1: I sure hope not. But (laughs) if you don't (laughs) know, I guess the main point is refer to someone that you think would know, like a PT. I would hope you would do that. Um, That means there's no muscles that's exactly what awesome. so my like, next that
0: means there's no muscle.
1: <laughs> that's exactly. So I was just gonna say she's a very <laughs> smart person and she's taken anatomy before, and she knows that our feet aren't just these like big blocks that are attached to our legs. For there to Can be I tendons. To skin? That's it, <laughs> yeah. So for us to be able to move, you need to have tendons which would attach to muscles to move them. So it's kind of she knew that. And what made it even worse on top of that was that she basically Told me that he kind of laughed at her and made it almost feel like it was her own fault for being in pain because they couldn't find anything um, from the imaging. So he was basically saying it was all in her head, and she was just feeling really kind of like lost in the world with this because she's having this pain. It's a real experience, and now she has a doctor telling her that it's all in her head, and she's kind of like making it up. So you can imagine how kind of displeased she is with the whole medical system at this point but she decides to give it another shot and she comes see me at Rise Above. So I listen to her story and I kind of preface it with some pain science because of all the other things that I know are going on. She has that imaging that's come back and it's unremarkable. Um, Just to give her like a break from all of those nocebos or those negative expectations that have been placed on her. And then I take her through the screen and I find that she's moderately limited in lumbar flexion. She has a deviation away from the involved side in lumbar extension. She's restricted in side bending to that side, the involved side. And then she also has restricted dorsiflexion on that same side. So the first thing that I did was about 20 McKenzie shift corrections, like you taught in the course. She retested and she's um, symmetrical through the lumbar spine. Her dorsiflexion is no longer restricted at all. And she gained three to four inches on her lumbar flexion, which she was psyched about because she had been trying to stretch to touch her toes for months as a side like goal. And we just improved it by three to four inches in like a matter of a minute. But more importantly, her pain was decreased. Um, We actually did use some kind of interesting litmus tests, but these are just the ones that we used before. It was walking palpation and then dorsiflexion with her toes extended. Um, Like I said, those are not the How does she
0: extend, how does she dorsiflex and extend her toes without tendons?
1: That's um, once again, a miracle, you know? It's you just, grew your <laughs>
0: tendons with side glides. You grew With her just tendons. some side glides.
1: <laughs> yeah, It's all it's that hands-on technique. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for the rest of the session, we basically just worked on those side glides. Um, I taught her how to do them for home. And then five days later, she texted me that for the first time since January, she had woken up with no pain. And it was significantly better with walking and standing. By the second time I saw her just a few days later, She was completely pain free with standing and walking. She was symmetrical through her lumbar spine, but she did say that she was still having some moderate um, tightness and stiffness through her ankle, especially in the mornings. We cleared this up by just doing some lateral tibial glides, which I hadn't been able to fully test the first time because she was so sensitized to that palpation and pressure on her foot. But once we cleared those up, we were able to get her back to running, balancing on a beam, and jumping, just like for parkour with no pain or tightness at all. Um, This really just showed me. That if you're working only on that painful part of the body it's really just you chasing the symptoms rather than fixing that underlying issue and i think one of the bigger points that i wanted to bring up was that by the end of the first session she was most appreciative that i had just actually kind of listened to her story and then you know she was super excited that we found something that made a difference in her pain but it was almost just as important to her that i had actually listened And she felt like she had someone on her side telling her that she's not crazy. And it's not just like all in her head because those thought viruses can really do a lot of damage. But all around, I just thought that this was a perfect case and it fits everything that you've been teaching and it shows you how much an impact you can have. And so I just felt like I had to share it with you.
0: Yeah, that's a great story for for so many reasons. Um, And and well told, because I know once you got past that intro, you just... (laughs) Yeah, the intro was the... (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, I, I, my thoughts are, I wonder, you know, like how was she palpating it? You know, if it was, if, if loading made it better, is she always unloading also like having restrictions? She can't even like really touch her toes anyway. She crossing her leg, like yep. left foot, left Yep, foot She over was doing right like leg. that
1: figure four stretch and then like pressing it. Right.
0: So, so thus she's unloading it and, mm-hmm. you know, um, on the recovery timeline, that would be a big negative, you know? Yeah um or or a trigger you know and i know people say like oh you shouldn't use trigger because trigger is triggering i'm like seriously you're gonna <laughs> say that like people understand that like tr- i mean what other what other way is there a, to say that something triggers symptoms right? yeah we have to um, have a name it, for it. It, it it sensitizes the system yeah so i'm wondering if, if uh if palpation even triggers it or makes it more sensitized because she's already unloading that hip and lumbar spine that that's or if she was just bending forward and doing it but she can't even mm. touch her toes. Um, without flexing her hips right so and her knee potentially or doing it from a seated position which is already unloaded so yeah um you know i think people often forget also that referred pain or even radicular pain can be tender to touch they just think oh it's referred and it's not structural but um you know i think even if you even heard the story of the gymnast that I saw just recently. I don't know if you listened to this one. I thought it was a clear cut ankle thing. I've seen her for ankle problems before. She's has zebra or severance disease. I, I you know, told her to wear an X brace and that made it better. She said that she was running um, and uh, she started having ankle pain. I did all these ankle tests and she had limited ankle dorsiflexion and tenderness to touch and nothing I did could reset it. And then right before she left, I said, try these side glides and it made it all go away. And I, I was just like, so... It's, it's such a similar thing to that, but I was it's just like crazy. all the doctors, especially because she was like, she was known to me. She's had history of ankle issues, but then when I further broke it down, it turns out that her running, it wasn't like a running injury. She was running with her dog who was really pulling that day, and so she was running like unilaterally without rotating her trunk. And she was like, because oh, wow. you know, the leash was was pulling her so much yeah. that she was running rotated. Um, That's so without, interesting. Without, yeah, so she, there was like a lot of unilateral stress, and that's probably why she ended up with foot pain, and maybe just because her foot has always been sensitized because she's a history of ankle injury. You know, I always say it's just an easy thing we can predict the patterns that we can find to reset. We can't predict what those lack of ability to load where the output of of, of pain or paresthesia is going to be.
1: So yeah, it's a really,
0: that... really similar case except for you actually listened and got to it versus. I, I let all my biases, I let out my biases tell me, Oh, it's an ankle problem.
1: <laughs> well, granted, I hadn't seen her before that. So
0: right, right. For an I ankle didn't have issue. the bias there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mike. Well, where can people find you?
1: So you can find me on Instagram at Mike underscore lobelenz. Uh, I'll spell lobelenz. It's L O E B E L E N Z. And then you can find me on Facebook at rides above physical therapy, LLC. And then my website is riseaboveptllc.com.
0: All right. You might want to change the Instagram to riseabovept. I
1: I absolutely, so I need to find it. It's not taken.
0: Yeah. This is the reason why I don't go by my name. Yeah. (laughs) We were talking about that difficulty before. Yeah. Right. Well, at least your first name is Mike. People get both of my names wrong.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Never find it. All right. right. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thank you again. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, you can find me. Uh, Dr. E at Modern Rehab Mastery. That's our new online mentoring program. It includes modern manual therapy, modern patient education, and modern strength training. It's three months with three mentors. So one month with each mentor, four weeks, tons of modules, lots of CEUs, learn at your own pace for a month, then move on. Um, so go beyond the seminar. You also get chat room um, with your mentees and mentors and live Q&As every week check out all my products edge mobility system we have the new edge istm toolbox that includes the edge mobility star and the og edge mobility tool our edge restriction system bfr cuffs that's part of dr kyle coffee's modern strike training bfr certificate